Welcome to this October 18th through 20th edition of Show Business. If you're on YouTube right now, you see a little void below me. At the very least, Fuego is running late. So, um, as always, I am CP. <laughs> uh, and uh, I am Lindsay. Hello, welcome. I was going to do a, an I'm Jaime and Fuego <laughs> joke, but I guess I can't do that now, can I, CP? Y I guess you could have. I'm, I'm sorry. Fuego is having car issues. He's got a bit of a bad-looking tire, so he he may yeah. not show up. He may show up late. Um, we're not putting any expectations or pressure on him. So, there's that. Um, also, we've, we've got confirmed news that the Star Wars Episode 9 trailer is indeed airing tonight. Um, so, if somebody gets word that it has, has aired already, let us know, because we'll probably be deep in discussion. And um, we'll uh, we'll get to that and get to doing a live reaction. But um, to the weekend that was, um, in first place was Maleficent Two uh, with 37 million, which apparently is a disappointment. But I guess we'll get to that. Second place was Joker with 29 million. Third place was Zombieland Two with 27 million. Fourth place was Adam's Family with 16 million, and Gamini Man. Was in fifth with eight, eight million. <laughs> is it is is it Genie Man? Is <laughs> oh, it, it could be. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if like Will Smith is just like you know what, guys, I'm just gonna get all the CGI out for the rest of my career out in one year. <laughs> no one can ever ask me to do this again, and we're good. Mm. Oh, just want to say hi to everybody in the YouTube chat real oh, yeah. quick. What's up, Nicholas? What's up, Dale? What's up, White Tim? What's up, Robert? I think. What's up, Mark? Uh, uh, tight crowd tonight. Good. Good. We're all caught up. Yeah. Hope you guys yeah, are enjoying. Yeah. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, we do this live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the YouTube channel WILI Screedia. Okay, so Lindsay, you you yes, saw sir. the big winner this weekend, which was Mayo Oh, I saw something. I don't know if you could call it a winner. Uh, in fact, I feel like the human race in a lot of ways has really lost something for the, the just the sheer fact that this movie exists. Really? I, 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 so we're talking about uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, just to get that out mm -hmm. there. Uh, my showing had six people in it. Oh. At the 10 minute mark, three people left, didn't come oh, back. Oh, no. And then, um, well, something that's a spoiler happened, which we'll, maybe we'll get into, maybe we won't. <laughs> Another two people left. Uh, I was in the very back row, so when the first group of people left, I started tweeting because I was so bored with the movie and unengaged. I just wow. had to do something to get. You I, were that I, guy. I was considering leaving. If other people hadn't left at the ten minute mark, I was going to leave. I was so uninterested, and it was so it, like it felt like the worst parts of Fantastic Beasts. Like just mm. we're throwing CGI adorableness at you. Be entertained. It's a cute animal you want to cuddle with. You like this movie. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the story's dumb or the jokes are just repetitive and stupid and we're just doing nothing for a five minute extended sequence where freaking L Fanning is doing nothing but saying hey come back here stop doing that for like at least five minutes oh. it was painfully bad and that's before it got stupid 
Oh, like, so it wasn't stupid until now. <laughs> no, oh, it's it's just I'm sorry. I could like rant about this movie all night. I I seriously I may I still might do it just for the sake of doing well, it. Well, hold that hold that phone because yeah, if you want course. to save your ranting, we actually watched Unplanned over the weekend. So oh, you yeah. did? Yeah, that, that, oh. there's 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 plenty to discuss there, but. You crazy bastards. I'm surprised you survived that movie. Oh, no, we tapped out. We tapped out um, about an hour into the movie. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to rage out, I'm, I'm happy to. Well, which which I guess, you know, um, Fuego, mm -hmm. I'm certain, saw the Zombieland sequel, which the review is cool. over on the Horror Show channel if you want to check it out, just in case Fuego doesn't join us. Uh, links yes. down below, of course. Also, support the Horror Show Cecil. Uh, fan film project Dylan's New Nightmare, which which has brought back Miko Hughes, uh, maybe other fun stuff if they hit certain goals. So you want? I started telling a friend of mine about that the other day, and I just said, so my buddy's doing a fan project mm. uh, for a new for a Nightmare in Elm Street, mm -hmm. specifically New Nightmare, and he instantly went like, oh, did he get the kid? And I was like, what? What? That's crazy. <laughs> like I barely even mentioned that. I, I think I started the sentence that he like and they got. Someone. That's awesome. And he, yeah, I was just like, okay, so yeah, that ticket sold. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But oh, and uh, if you're listening on the podcast, there are links to the their channel and mm -hmm. uh, the ways to support it in the description as yes. well. Yes, please, please do. Especially if you're a Nightmare mm -hmm. fan, there's there's nothing in the way of like Nightmare fan films. There's a bunch of Friday and Halloween stuff out there, but. Uh, definitely, definitely give it a look at the, at the very least. <clears throat> um, so I saw a technically a new film, a ultra <laughs> ultra limited release, which was uh, Jojo Rabbit, which was on five screens in all of New York, mm -hmm. um, and ma somehow managed to make three hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is a seventy thousand dollar per theater average. Um, uh, if you watched on YouTube, you saw the trailer, and I don't know how to explain this film. <laughs> like, like I feel weird saying I had an incredible time with this movie because how springtime for Hitler was it? Come on, Germans, go into your dance. I was born in Dusseldorf, and that is why they call me Rolf. Be stupid. Be a smarty. Come and join the Nazi party. It's it's pretty. It, it's it, it goes a step further. Like, um, so. Oh, oh, goes further. Yeah. Though. Okay. Ta Taika Waititi. Am I pronouncing that right? Mm -hmm. I Taika so. Waititi so. plays Hitler, and he and he puts a bit of a pseudo effeminate nature into the way that Hitler speaks, where you're just like, Hitler is a joke in this movie like first of all you have to get over the fact that that hitler is in this movie like that that could mm -hmm. offend people from jump street um that that they're making jokes of certain aspects of world war ii especially considering you're you're with a young german kid whose imaginary best friend is adolf hitler um granted a very effeminate uh, goofy version of adolf hitler it's a 10 year old's imagination um and it's i mean they're jokes that that aren't i mean if if you could handle borat and the jokes that were made in that <laughs> i mean there's there's okay. very similar jokes that are that are put that way but 
You also okay. have to keep in mind that that you're you're looking at this through a German kid's perspective, and it's just goofy. It's just nuts, goofy for about forty-five minutes, and then somewhere in the middle, you, and and brilliant job, Mister Watiti, with your direction because there's there's color like the color palette changes with the tonal shifts and there are absolutely oh. tonal shifts and the hitler playing it out of the little kid movie tonal shifts yeah nah. dude, dude. <laughs> like you forget you forget like this is just a, a silly little kid who's uninformed mm -hmm. and like at a certain point they just slam it to gear and say oh yeah by the way this takes place in world war ii um this is in germany oh, wow. okay. and it it like yeah there's some like schindler's list moments where you're just like dude what the fuck like it it takes a hard left there's some to like border like okay. i choked up i think two or three times in the in the third act it, wow. it really gets it, it it's so goofy in the beginning that like if they switched it around i felt like the goofiness was earned but it's okay. it's like i totally i it, it may people might, might be like this is this is bullshit this is this this is supposed to be either it's goofy or it's not and um it does it it makes a big joke of the uh the nazis the the the, the german loyalists and sam rockwell again brilliant in a movie oh i didn't even know he was in dude, it are you oh. dude and his little arc is hysterical too like this is how much of a joke it is he he's one of the best um shots of snipers or whatever uh, but he, mm -hmm. he lost sight out of one of his eyes, so now he's he's coaching the, the Hitler youth, and and uh, slowly but surely you get hints that he's perhaps not straight, is the most polite way to put it. And like you know, th these things in Germany you just would not associate with each other. And you know, by a certain point when things go tits up, he's he's there, <laughs> dressed like a unicorn. It's 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 uh. It's out there. It really is out there, but um, to completely contrast to something like Unplanned, the <laughs> the movie is fun. It's brilliant. It, it takes you on a on a journey, but it has a message. And yet, like by the end, you're like, oh right, I get it. You ha the reason you're telling a movie about World War II now is because we're still doing stupid shit like this. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Keep your <laughs> politics out of my kid hanging out with Hitler movie, sir. Dude. Guys, it's getting too ridiculous these days. Yeah, no, I mean it's goofy fun. Like like if if yeah, if you're so. in yeah. if you're in after half an hour, you know, you know what you're in for. But I could see people mm -hmm. being turned off like, you know, this isn't something to make fun of. I get that. I I truly get that. But um I, I guess it'll make you feel better to know that it it takes this shift where it, it gets real, real, real <laughs> is the best way I could put it. Um, you know, it reminds you what what Germany was up to and and how it was for Germany towards the end when they were using kids for soldiers. So like um, I always forget that was a thing that did happen. Yeah. Like, God, there's just so much. World War Two is just so dense, just horrible stuff. It's hard to. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. strange. It gets you thinking like six different thoughts at once. I think there's there's one part where they uh, they load a grenade on a kid's back and and they tell him to, to go hug an American and it's just like, God, what is happening 
Wow, that's crazy. It's, it's presented like I'm I'm not doing the film yeah. justice. It's it it really earns whatever it is it's doing. I mean, I can see why the why the the vast um, chasm is is deep with with what people are saying, how people feel about it. But I I had a I had a great time. I th- I thought it was goofy and funny and good. If I can laugh at Hitler, then then I, I'm happy to do that. And then, sure enough, by film's end, you, you, you're you're choked up a couple of times. Interesting. <clears throat> and you, a cold-hearted bastard, getting choked and, up too. Yeah, it was it's a couple like, of times. There's yeah. And and again, it's just storytelling, filmmaking. There's there's things that you associate with JoJo and tying shoes and and like he can't tie his shoes in the beginning, and the okay. way they Aww. the way they they you know solve that and, and get that covered is just brutal it it hurts like there's a there's a very very close character that um you know it's world war ii P- people die in this movie i don't know yeah. what to tell you um and it's just it's just gut-wrenching and it's not even i think it's like halfway through the movie it, it's 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 all over the place like all of your emotions might get checked mm. during this movie and the girl um what is her name uh, Which one? Thomason McKenzie. I could have. Oh, I died. Yeah, oh, I could have okay. swore she was um, Abigail Breslin for all oh. of the movies. She looks like a boot. Like she, she is to Abigail Breslin what? Um, oh no, what is her name uh, from Jurassic World? Why did I forget her name? Uh, uh Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, the the lady with the heels. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, cool. Boot like Jessica Chastain. Like it's a very <laughs> similar, similar uh, look. They 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 look very similar. I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. Okay. Um, kid, oh, oh, kid from Insidious. That's who you mean. What? I, I was trying to think of the kid from Insidious's name, but I, but I couldn't. But anyway, okay. Uh, but no, I, I'm I'm very excited for uh, JoJo, and it's good to hear that uh, I, the the positive feedback it's getting is encouraging. Uh, I saw a, a limited release movie today too, uh, Parasite, which I don't have any. Um, I don't have visual aids for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Korean movie. Uh, it's from Bong Joon Ho, who you may know from such movies as uh, Snowpiercer, which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. And uh, Oakjaw, which is on Netflix, and I've been meaning to watch for the longest time, and I'm legitimately a bad person for not having checked out yet. Uh, and, and now he's got this, Parasite, uh, and he's a legitimately fascinating dude. Because, like, you got Snowpiercer, so that's this, like, post-apocalyptic rebellion-on-this-train insanity movie. And, I, again, I haven't seen Oakjaw, but it's about this kid with this, like, crazy sci-fi cow. <laughs> and it's I guess it's, like, a teardown of, like, GMOs and stuff like that. And, like, while Snowpiercer is, like, a teardown of, like, uh, capitalism itself, and now we have Parasite, uh, which I don't want to give away too much on, but it's basically about a family of uh, down-on-their-luck, lower-class, poor people in Korea... Mm-hmm who see an opportunity to take advantage of some fairly oblivious rich people and they go for it. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, and the movie's kind of about the fallout of that. And, it, you know, you think at first it's you know, just another teardown of capitalism like Snowpiercer, but it actually does something interesting. And it's not attacking rich people for being rich. It's attacking the system that's allowed rich people to live in such a way that they're kind of oblivious to the struggles that other people have because they're, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, 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 a, it's so it, it's, he just finds these really interesting little messages to get across. And the, this movie is actually really funny. Hmm. Uh, it's it's a very offbeat comedy, but like the shenanigans and the hijinks of this family taking advantage of this oblivious rich family, and you know maybe there's uh, you know a little more going on beneath the surface and all that good stuff. It, it's it's just very funny. I spent half the movie slapping my. Well, knees. Snowpiercer had wacky moments where where it was it did, like yeah. it's just so gray and dark, and then you come across mm -hmm. one of these cars that's just filled with life, and there's kids being taught in a class and it it is oh that that kid scene is like one of the most uncomfortably cringy but in a good way yeah. things like just ever yeah uh and there's yeah there, there's a few moments like that in this one like because like they'll do like oh how bad it is for the poor people but then they're, they're just they're like they're just partying mm -hmm. they and it, not because they're you know evil not because you're know, like ah poor people are suffering but it's like they just don't know and it's just like just seeing I, I don't know again I don't want to give away too much it's just uh, it's a very beautifully made movie set almost entirely in this one house and that's something I'm really liking I loved Freaks earlier this year almost entirely set in one house now this almost entirely set in one house mm. uh, when there's when you when you limit yourself you, there's just so much you can do because you can explore the space so much and, and like you know set things up to be paid off later and it's i mean i guess every movie does that but like you can use the environment Not every movie be surprised. <laughs> that's true well I, unplanned definitely didn't have any subtle setups that be executed later <laughs> neither did maleficent oh, uh, but, oh sick uh, burn <laughs> disney uh yeah, but no, yeah. If if you can see Parasite and you and you're down for subtitles, I definitely check out Parasite. I think I came in like two minutes late, and I still loved it. Like I'm definitely going to go back and see it again just so I can get things I missed, including those first two minutes. Um. So I mean, I, I don't know. I guess somehow the theme of this episode is, mm -hmm. uh, message movies that actually can or cannot pull off the message. I don't know if you've seen it. This is we're like in in. Mm -hmm. VOD territory at this point, but um, yeah. Tone Deaf, have you heard of that movie or have you seen it with Robert Patrick hey. and Amanda Crew? No, but Robert Patrick from like T one thousand. Robert Patrick. Yes. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm I'm in, I'm I'm intrigued. So I'll read you the synopsis. Uh, I love synopsises. A woman leaves her quiet weekend in the country after losing her job and imploding her latest dysfunctional relationship. She rents a country house from an old-fashioned widower who's struggling to hide his psychopathic tendencies. Soon, two generations collide with terrifying results. That is the most vague description of this film <laughs> because Robert Patrick plays a typical MAGA red state old-timer and Amanda Crew plays this typical uh, Bernie Sanders blue stater millennial, and okay. and they exploit the hell out of both uh, stereotypes regarding both parties. Um, a little, everything feels a bit meh. 
especially considering the title is tone deaf. I hope it was titled something else. It turns out that um, what was the title again? Sorry. Tone deaf. Oh. <laughs> Amanda Crew can't play P like it 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 applies. Yeah. It applies on so many right. different levels because the movie itself is is tone deaf. Uh not just the the stereotypes. Uh the tone shifts and doesn't make sense. There's times where it tries to be a comedy and it's like no that's no. No, you don't do that movie. That's not funny. But um Amanda Crew's character cannot play piano, or she's tone deaf. She plays piano, yep. and throughout her life, she's been led to believe that she's good at piano. And okay. spoiler, guys, the climax of the movie is her mother, after everything's done, her mother says to her, I just want to let you know that, that you, you're terrible at piano. And it's just like... Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, I knew it was coming too. Like, it, 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 the movie's about how sheltered... Uh, millennials mm -hmm. are and and it's just so heavy-handed and and over i mean that sounds like an interesting concept yeah. you know because there is that whole like generation that was raised on you know hey raise the child up you know right. to, you're the best you can be never never say no you can achieve all your dreams and then you turn 20 and you're like wait what i need money to do things so wait right. how much is it to Oh, okay. I can't. I guess I can't do anything. I'm gonna go work at McDonald's. Bye. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something to explore there. But if you're gonna be heavy-handed with it, that's kind of like yeah. Like she's like, all right, because uh, she's renting out Robert Patrick's house, and she's like, all right, so can I Venmo you? And he gets pissed off at the mo notion of of her offering to pay him through the, you know, uh, an app. And it's just like, all right, we get it. We get it. He he's he's struggling to move on with the times and. And you kids with your Venmos and your YouTubes, um, your Venmo tubes. Yeah, it's it, it's just like we saw very many differently. I don't know how to put it, but over the course of the week, we saw a lot of message movies that, like, there was a very wide scale of you know achieving it right. Jojo Rabbit does an incredible job of, of getting a message across with the story being the thing first. Uh, you, I literally forgot, oh, yeah, this is supposed to play into how things are going on now. Got it. Um, Wait, politics in a movie? <laughs> what? It's my running joke of the night. Yeah, and, and then tone deaf is... It, it is just that, and then the far end of it. It sounds like the the, the name of a uh, like the title for a movie that's like like a comedy of bad politics movies. Yeah, like it 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 tries to like, be humorous, and th there is mm -hmm. there is stuff that uh, that would work in a differently toned okay. movie. Um, like you you. It's it's strange. It's it's trying to be a thriller and it's trying to be a, a snarky comedy and meta and and it, it just kind of doesn't do any of it well, which is uh, it's unfortunate. And then the other end of the spectrum yeah. is the other thing we watched this week, which was unplanned, and <laughs> and oh boy. The only reason Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, is not the worst movie of 2019 is... Unplanned. 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 Yes. Um, also, um, Loquisha exists this year. I was looking at my list. I'm like, there's a lot of shitty uh, movies I, this year. I keep forgetting about Loquisha. Is Loquisha big enough? Does that count? It came like, out the, this year. The, the, 
Yeah, but I mean that's like saying like the worst movie of like twenty two thousand nine was the the room or whatever. Yeah. Does that count? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know what year the room actually came no, out. I, I think three two thousand three was forever ago. Okay, you're right. Yeah, okay, yeah, two thousand three. Um, and we all know that the worst film of two thousand three was Crash, the one that won this picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So your initial thoughts as you were watching Unplanned, let me have it, sir. You're the only other person I know that has seen it. Um, all right. So first, first, first things first. You, you can't, you cannot. This is the same thing. If you were to do a movie about gun control, uh, to to to, to oh, flip God. angles, you cannot narrow it down to two sides to a story. And here we go. Ninety minutes. Here's what's going to happen. You th- this mm-hmm. issue, the issue of abortion and Planned Parenthood and all that stuff, is way heavier than a pure flicks created light on story and characters film. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not taking one side or another, but... Whatever your politics are, it's an objectively bad yeah, it's ob- movie. Yeah, it, it's, it, as far yeah. as creativity, as far as art is concerned, there's, there's just no... As far as establishing acting, as far characters. as camera yeah, work. It, like setting it, up the yeah. timeline, like what, what is happening again? Um, well, so so the movie opens with uh, the day that she sees the truth, and then it flashes back, and then it flashes back further, mm-hmm. and then it flashes forward a few years, just to flash forward a few more years, and then finally, in like an hour and forty five minutes into the movie, we're finally at the present. Right, right. So and it's I, <laughs> so most of it takes place at the Planned Parenthood clinic, which, yeah. which by mm-hmm. the way, they they provide a lot of services. Um, it's it's not yeah. the abortion manuf- manufacturer that that is presented in this film. Uh, some some people no. need help with condoms. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, and it, it would, if you if you hadn't stopped if you hadn't abandoned ship, there's actually a scene about like an, a little over halfway through the movie uh, where one character, or the, or the Abby Johnson mm-hmm. character, is like trying to say that to her mother, like, "Oh, look at all these good things that mm-hmm. we do. We saved this one person's life. She thought she was pregnant. Actually, had breast can- mm-hmm. uh, uh, stomach cancer or something." And her mother just says, "That's nice, but you also do abortions. I don't care." Yeah. Like you know, maybe not that yeah, line, but something along those lines. It's very like, narrow. And and yeah. uh, I'll, I'll say this like, listen, if you if you're gonna say if you're gonna be heavy on the one side that Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. is, you know, the abortion factor. This is such a great episode. We're talking about abortion now. I love well, it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's a movie that that's that's new. That's that's out on VOD. Yeah. That that, yeah. um, you know, wants to get treated with with the rest of of film and and listen. I just said tone deaf. Just bad yeah. doesn't work. Um, what are your thoughts if I told you that this movie uh, objected very sternly the to rating. the fact? Well, the people that yeah. yes, they were very upset they got an oh. R rating. How do you feel about that now that you've yeah, seen no, it? it? It it earned it with that. I mean, they show <laughs> you the process of a an lot. abortion. Like like I some CGI stuff is going on. Like uh, I don't I don't think the second hostel was 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 that bloody, but. Um, yeah, no, they earned their R rating. You want to show it like that? Listen, t- take it on the chin. Passion of the Christ got mm-hmm. got very real. Great story, but was rated R. Um, yeah. and it was the highest grossing R rated movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're so they they get so narrow with their presentation of mm-hmm. uh, Planned Parenthood. 
um, there's always these gatherings outside this one office and they're very yes. peaceful. They're very nice. They're, uh, they, they do show one man in the very beginning who, who says, uh, if you, maybe if you kept your legs closed, uh, you wouldn't need an abortion or something like that. We never see him again. Then, then it's this. And they write off that he's no, he's look, he's just the outlier. We're not all right. like that. Right. No, no. Like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's it. That's we'll never talk about that again. My problem yeah, was never. if they could have reapproached that angle when mm -hmm. the doctor gets murdered, because they have news of a doctor getting murdered at an at a at a clinic somewhere in the film. Yeah. And it's brushed off and it's just like, all right, wait a minute. You, you can't you can't just say that that this place is, you know, the angry factory and this side. Oh, by the way, I would give them credit for cinematography if I thought they, this was all on purpose. But, oh God. <laughs> but shooting both sides through the bars. Mm hmm. Um, oh, kind yeah. of. That's interesting. Yeah, it's showing the divide. I'm wondering yeah. if, like, you know, they're 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 imprisoned to their own sense of whatever. I I kept thinking that, like, oh, this might be a cinematography choice here, shooting these yeah. two talking to each other through the 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 gated fence, which looks like bars of a of a prison. Well, th there are people that were involved in this movie that clearly did at least kind of know what they're they're talking about or doing because like th there's another scene later on where they're like wheeling out the barrels. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and it starts great. Cause you know, it's just the shot mm -hmm. and the moment you right. see it, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this powerful visual right. image, but then they had to ruin it by having a whole scene built around it and not having it just be this one shot. And it just became really heavy handed. Yeah. And it, it just reaches a point where it's like, okay, you you had me. Yeah. I hated right. you, movie, and I disagreed yeah, right. with you, but right. you showed me a visual image that was difficult and painful, and it made me go, okay, mm -hmm. I'm listening, but then you instantly ruin yeah. it. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. There's, there's yeah. like I said, there's moments where it's like, uh, if they could just keep going. Nope, never mind. They, they bailed. Um, yeah. There, there are moments in the movie where you think they're actually going to do something. It's lit like a Lifetime movie, which... I, I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's Little Light Gemini Man. <laughs> sorry, if you're going to do uh, whatever side of the argument you want to talk about, you're yeah. going to have to light this a little bit differently. It's it's not a it's not a fluffy Lifetime movie topic we're talking about here. Well, well here, you know, we, should, we shouldn't get too bogged down in just like nitpicking it because that's too easy to do with these movies. Let's get like to like what this movie actually is. And because it's not even propaganda. Because, like, you know, it's not to can like, no one's going to watch this movie and go, oh, you know what? I'm, I was pro abortion. Yeah, I am now Nobody's getting their minds changed from yeah. this movie. It, this movie exists to just suck cash out of the wallets of money that are anti abortion. That's that's why it exists. Right. And it's it's a hard reality to come to accept that. But it, it's true. And, and like that's a lot of like God's not dead. Same thing. Miracles from Heaven, same thing. Breakthrough, same thing. Uh, all these movies just exist just to get people that already have these viewpoints to feel better about the viewpoints that they have, and they feel they they then they vote with their dollars and say, "Yep, I want more of this." And then they get more movies that just reinforce the beliefs that they already have and never challenge them in any way, shape, or right. form. Right, and there's a sliding scale. Like like I don't know. I, I guess it is the theme of the week. You you take a step, a couple of steps down, and mm -hmm. and tone deaf doesn't achieve the same thing. Uh, Robert Patrick, listen, if you're trying to tell both sides of a story, 
Robert Patrick ends up being a psychopath. And that's like, all right, so you, you no, no, you, you can't do that. You can't try to be fair and neutral and all this stuff and, and make one of the stereotypes a psycho. Like that just doesn't work that way. And then going even further down to an actually well-made movie, Jojo Rabbit, <clears throat> it's this... <laughs> or a parasite. Yeah. Right, 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 right. That have right. messages. Th- they're this story that, that, you know, the message is really kind of baked in. And you could, you, could, you could just watch the movie as a story about a 10-year-old kid and, and what it was like for him and what he might have experienced back then. And that's it. But, you know... After you, you you step away from it, you, you get to thinking, man, it, it it really can be just like that with people who are different. You know, yeah. they're, they're, you get to a discussion and you just find out that, oh, we're just, uh, you know, things are. We're all a bunch of idiots and none of us know what we're talking about. We all just got to just. You know? Hello, hello, folks. Lindsay here. Uh, just uh, get a quick little change up actually is in order for the rest of this episode. Because as we were having this little discussion here, the trailer for Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of Skywalker dropped. Uh, the final trailer. So, pretty much the rest of the episode is dedicated uh, to a discussion about that as we watch the trailer as it's debuting for the first time and we continue to rewatch the trailer as we talk about it. And uh, I don't think it works as a podcast, uh, the rest of it, as we're watching this thing and discussing this thing as we're watching it. So uh, if you would like to catch our opinions on that trailer, by all means, do uh, follow the link in the description of this podcast. Uh, Again, I just don't think it works in a purely audio format. Uh, Who knows? Maybe I'm overthinking it, though. But either way, thank you for listening to the first half of this episode, and uh, hopefully I'll see you next week. Have a good day, guys.